Hey, what's up? It's the Dirt Guy, Raven Mac, and you are back with the second episode of the Sports Ball 69. This is an un-American soccer podcast about football metaphysics. Season 1, Spring 2019, upon the metric of the European Champions League. Shout out to my man Boogie Brown and Working Man Records for the Blue Globe Beats Dreams LP utilizes the background. The calculations took the last 17 years of how many matches these clubs have played in the European Champions League weighted it most heavily for the most recent years, figured out the top 69 clubs. I went through 1 through 14 in episode 1, so we gon' pick up where we left off. I'll be honest up front, I'm in a super un-American mood today, feeling hateful, unsupported, like life's a struggle, kinda sucks to be a soccer fan and never mind state cause most American soccer fans tend to be affluent and privileged and comfortable. segues in to our Sports Ball 69 Club number 15, Manchester City. Now I have waited till the Champions League quarterfinals finished because Manchester City was on an amazing run to win four titles in one year. Already won the League Cup in the FA Cup Final and it looked like they was going to be a contender for Champions League and they chasing Liverpool to win the Premier League. But then it didn't happen. It fell apart. It came undone. That's the thing about wealth and affluence and buying your way to the top. Think Manchester City is like this premier superstar club. What they don't realize is this is a club that actually has been relegated in England in the last 20, 30 years. They actually went all the way down to the third level of English football at one point. And in terms of since the Premier League has been in existence, other clubs that have had the Manchester City include West Ham, Crystal Palace, Aston Villa, Aston Villa, Aston Villa's got more Premier League seasons than Manchester City, I think that's the team that's owned by the truck stop dude in Ohio, isn't it, anyways, 
they got that Russian oligarch money. So they in power just like Trump. Buy your way to the top. And that's what they did. They buy everybody's players. They got whole like clubs. Like if you took the players they got on loan at other clubs, you would have a top club in most countries. Pep Guardiola came in, looked like it was going to be smooth smooth sailing, nothing but a butter run to all the titles. So I enjoy to see them fail. I don't care if the VAR was wrong or right, I really don't care. I don't even like the Spurs. I'm just glad Manchester City lost because I like to see the wealthy fall. Sports ball number 18. 
Sports Bar 69, club number 20. It's the top club in Switzerland, FC Basel. Basel, Basel. Makes me think of Art Basel, that like festival they do. Westside Gun has a song about that. They ain't really got nothing to do with anything, but you know what? Trying to figure out what to talk about. I don't really like podcasts. I don't really listen to podcasts. A lot of people seem to like them, though, so whatever. That's when them old brown beats I used to love. Yo, Sports Ball 69, club number 21. Probably higher now, cause they about to have two more matches in the Champions League. I'm talking about Ajax. Nobody expected them to advance past Juventus, but they did. Juventus. I always say Juventus like it's Spanish. They beat Juventus and eliminated Ronaldo. Don't nobody like Ronaldo except for the women. So Ajax, my boy Paul was like my football metaphysics adjunct professor. He don't like Ajax, and I think it's got something to do with Celtic and Ajax, but for me personally, from an outsider's perspective, I appreciate all clubs that are not from France, Spain, Germany, Italy, or England who make noise. And I'll probably be rooting for Ajax, and in fact, we got a hip-hop festival coming up in Charlottesville, and we're doing a war games like rap battle with a cage like a steel cage rap battle and i will be the ring announcer and i got me an ajax tracksuit throwback tracksuit on markdown from the budget classic football shirt site but i got this like nice ass blue with lime green trim ajax outfit and i put dirt guard letters on the back shit looks tight yo but now they made it to the semi-finals and i will be rocking that joint next week people gonna think i'm a bandwagon fan although let's be honest in the hip-hop block party ain't nobody gonna be talking about soccer or if they are they gonna be like where you get that Ajax from yo most people who like soccer in America are not liking it to the Ajax level maybe I'm thinking too hard maybe it's a whole bunch of chill motherfuckers out there lounging watching the same dumb shit I watch and we just don't talk cause it's nothing but assholes who talk about soccer in America Kind of like politics, like there might be good people doing politics if all the assholes would get out the way and we wouldn't feel stupid for trying to be involved.
Just Bar 69, club number 22. A-B-O-E-L. I ain't gonna try to pronounce what all that stands for. That's Greek. But it's a tiny island, Cyprus, in the Mediterranean Sea. And actually, Cyprus itself is separated into two different portions, part of it claimed by Greece, part of it claimed by Turkey. Um, one of those places that like two different governments, two different nations elsewhere state claim to the island, but they just kind of decided, well, we ain't really gonna argue about it right now since it's out there in the middle of the Mediterranean. Just let it kind of sit, you know. Anyways, the Greek side is the more populated side. And APOEL, that's like the premier club in Cyprus. They tend to win the national championship there every year. And in fact, they've made it to the group stages of the Champions League in Europe twice in the last seven or eight years. It's a pretty big accomplishment for a small club like that. Sports Ball 69, club number 23. Borussia Dortmund, a.k.a. BVB, a.k.a. Dortmund. This is a German club. Now I think they got some of the tightest kits there is with the black and yellow stripes. Another thing I love about this club is in Germany they're like the main rivals of Bayern Munich and in fact were ahead of them in the Bundesliga for first part of this year before Bayern Munich got this shit together and finally surpassed them with their superior talent. But in the rest of world football, and they saw, you saw this maybe at Manchester City and Tottenham for the Champions League and the intros to the teams. The rest of the world's got this thing called TIFO. And that's where the supporters call themselves when they all come together. And they do these big displays like giant banners they unfurl. And like with Tottenham and Manchester City, it was kind of engineered by the club itself where like you go in and they got stuff sitting on the chairs and like the ownership has done it and they say, okay, when this happens, everybody flip your thing, it's going to make an image. The thing I love about clubs like Dortmund is they've had these supporters, these fan bases, these TIFO that have done these like giant displays that they've coordinated themselves and a couple of them been rather risque specifically with Bayern Munich particularly they had a Champions League second leg at home against Malaga a couple years back Portuguese club and they was trying to get back to another Champions League Borussia Dortmund won the Champions League in 97, which is outside the frame of reference of our metric for the sports ball 69, because you know you only want to have 
Reason 69s can't be living too far in the past with your 69s. Anyways, the supporters of BVB, they unveiled an image of the Champions League trophy. But then this banner went up just like creepy looking comic strip looking dude with binoculars and it said looking for the lost cup and it was gonna fire the team up but really the whole thing was just insane cause you talking about one whole side of a football stadium aka soccer stadium and like it's full of people all holding this helping this big banner go up there's nothing like it in american sports like nothing comes even close you know like college american football is considered amazing because we get a hundred thousand people there and they might wear the same color shirt but they're not coordinating anything like that you can't even get people to coordinate on throwing in on the same beer like people fighting over beer and like not helping each other out like america's too individualist i think sports ball 69 number 24 greek club olympiakos i find it interesting that the top greek further down than a Cyprus Island Club, which is also Greek people, I guess. Anyways, side note, Sports Ball 69 Club number 25, another Italian club, Roma. I remember back in the day, I used to listen to sports radio a lot, which I guess was like what podcasting is pretty much. But you know, I always hated Jim Rome. Rome made me think of Rome. Hated Jim Rome because he would always talk trash about soccer. And I ain't even really loved soccer all that crazily back then. Like I wasn't the type of dude that's gonna fight you about soccer. But it was just an asshole move, man. Like, why you gotta be an asshole all the time? I think it's not that America's too individual, like I just said. I think it's America, like... I don't know, we like individual assholes. That's sucky, man. Like, when you can be an individual asshole. This is a side note, ain't got nothing to do with soccer, but I think about it a lot. I did a train and bus trip a couple summers back, I think it was 2016 maybe, and I rode the bus from LA all the way to New Orleans, which by the way, when I got to New Orleans, I told myself I will never ride no damn bus again. I'm stankin', I ain't had a shower since Chicago, and I had been from Chicago to Seattle and then down to LA, and then riding, I was sitting beside this old Mexican lady who was super nice, 
She was watching George Lopez on the phone and she actually played it out loud so I could laugh along with her. Once we got into Texas, it started shifting from a lot of Latino immigration. Um, we got stopped at the border. Like, it was crazy, man. Like, that's the reality for a lot of people. I think they don't realize it when you're there. Like, I was literally the only white dude on the bus. The only one. I didn't care. I enjoyed it, actually. Anyways, by the time we got to Texas, the clientele of the bus of the Greyhound started shifting to be more white and African-American. And there was this young African-American couple that had a baby, and obviously if you're traveling with a baby on the bus, you know, you struggling, man. I mean, anybody riding the bus like a long distance is struggling unless you riding the bus for like a quick getaway to Atlantic City or something. If you riding the bus, you're not living high on the hog, you know? And there was also these two white dudes that got on, and one of them, I think they was probably former soldiers or current soldiers, they had that look about them, and one of them was real quiet, didn't really say nothing. All of them was just a straight up asshole, man. And he was just being an asshole to everybody, and he was saying like this horrible, like, just Showing your ass to show your ass. Then again, I guess that's the president we got right now. That's why I put this as an un-American podcast. Because you know, a lot of the American soccer base, they them polo shirt wearing middle upper management type cats. I ain't quite sure they're not down with all this make America great again stuff. And you see that with the national soccer team too, like when Bruce Arena took over from Klinsman. What did he say he was going to do? He said, we need to stop getting dual nationality dudes. We need to start having more American players. 
Motherfucker, they was all American players and straight up American boys. They ain't no damn good anyways. That's why I was laughing when that dude lost in Trinidad. When they lost that match in Trinidad, I was laughing. Fuck American soccer. Fuck Bruce Arena. If you don't know, I live in Charlottesville, Virginia. I work at University of Virginia. That's the place that produced Bruce Arena. That's where he cut his teeth. That's actually where Bob Bradley came from. Bob Bradley ended up being the manager of Swansea City once they had American owners. And all the Swansea fans called him Bob the Builder. He ain't do too well. I was talking to this dude last year who's kind of connected and knows these people and ghostwrites some books and all. And I was telling him the thing I was telling y'all a few minutes ago about the Egyptian national team because Bob Bradley was actually the coach of the Egyptian national team when the Civil War happened and he chose to stay and continue to do what he was doing with the Egyptian team. And that was pretty amazing. I got I gotta give Bob Bradley, I gotta give Bob the builder some respect for that. But the thing is, when I told this dude about that, he didn't think about, oh, what a wonderful story to be told, because that would be great to tell the story of Egypt in crisis and how the supporters of one of the Egyptian teams, Al Ali, were instrumental in the protest that got Morsi overthrown. He didn't care about all that. He just wanted to frame it in the context of Bob Bradley and if there had been a run in the next World Cup by America if Bob Bradley was the manager. That's that individual asshole thing again. Like you can't tell a good story because it's a good story. You gotta frame it in the shape of, well, this is America's involvement in it. This is my involvement in it. Yeah, that's the kind of thing that bothers me about the individual asshole like the white dude on the bus. They think they got a right to just tell everybody else what's up. Sometimes you ain't gotta say shit, man. Just shut up. Let other people say what they wanna do, you know? It ain't your world. It ain't my world. Just sit the fuck down, ride it out, the baby crying, man, who the fuck cares, the baby's crying, the baby's on the fucking bus, going to New Orleans, nobody wanna ride the damn bus from like El Paso to New Orleans, especially not no damn baby, fucking assholes. Football 69, club number 26. We're going to the Ukraine again. Dynamo Kiev. Not only is Dynamo Kiev already kind of in a down cycle, not only one of the best Ukrainian clubs in the history of Soviet football back in the 60s.
Eastern Soviet football was one of the top rivalries back then in the Soviet Union. And the Dynamo Kiev team actually became the main team to funnel talent to the Soviet national team. Now when you look at FIFA records for the World Cup, they tend to apply Soviet history to Russia. When we think about the fact those teams are heavily populated with Ukrainian players, something to know. How come Russia gets that history and Ukraine don't? Anyways, Yeah, was also the club that was related to what was called the death match back in 42 when Germany invaded Ukraine, um, the Ukrainian area. A lot of the players from Dynamo Kiev started working at bakeries and then they had like a team of players and they was winning, coming very popular because these were four professional players. They ended up they had a match against um, some German military dudes which was like supposed to be the best in level in Germany was on that like, German superiority tip and the Ukrainian dudes beat them. Now contrary to the historical mythology that the whole team died by firing squad They ain't really happened, they just had the match and it was over and a couple of them got arrested and tortured and one of the players did actually die from the torture. But the thing is, this inspired a Hungarian movie, Two Half Times in Hell, and then from that came the American soccer movie starring Rambo, Escape to Victory. That's where Rambo was a soccer player and he had to win the soccer match to escape from a soccer country. Sports Ball 69, club number 27. That's FC Copenhagen, a Danish club. Danish means from Denmark. That team ain't even existed for like 25 years, but they already won 20 titles, including domestic league titles and national cups in Denmark. So they're already the best team ever in Danish history. In fact, they're the only Danish club to get to the knockout stage of the Champions League ever. Ball 69, club number 28. Going back to Italy for a third time, AC Milan. I don't know a lot about Italian club soccer. I know that Ronaldo is there, Juventus now. I didn't say Juventus. I also know AC Milan's got those dope ass black and red striped jerks.
that World Cup 2014. We just goofed off at his desk watching all the matches. And that was the one where... The one where Suarez bit the Italian dude. And we were actually watching that match at work when it happened. Oh man, the Italian IT guy. He flipped out, man. He was mad at Suarez for like three weeks after that. And I had to stifle my laughter because I kind of enjoy Suarez, to be honest. He don't make me mad. Sports Ball 69, club number 29. Monaco. AS Monaco FC. Love how all the different places have, like, we have FC for football clubs, was kind of used, but it's almost used ironically or quirkily in America. But you have FC, and in some Eastern European countries have FK for football club, and then you have AS. All these different things I love to
Cause I'm almost to the end of the beat here Almost ran out of soundtrack from Boogie Brown In fact, there it goes Dropping off now What that means is I done come to the end of episode 2 Of the Sports Ball 69 An un-American soccer podcast about football metaphysics We will eventually get through all 69 clubs on this list in the spring season of 2019. I am the Dirt God Raven Mac. You can find me at ravenmac.com. I have a Patreon. That's patreon.com slash ravenmac. Try to hit me up and support me there. I do a lot of crazy things on there. It's not all soccer related. Anyways, I'm the dirt guy Raven Mac. I'm about that football metaphysics. I ain't got no beat behind me no more, so I need to wrap this up. Salam.